I was curious about how long the lines were. And I saw there was a line at a Toys R Us that was only like six people in it. And I'm like, I can get one of these and maybe I just should get one. Mm. So I bought it for that. And then I didn't have a Wii U. So I was legitimately excited to get a Nintendo console on day one. And that's kind of changed. Well, I'm not going to let you uh, steal all of the negative spotlight here on GBGP23. We're going to start here shortly with something that uh, is negative, maybe more for me than you. But before that, uh, maybe a little teaser on the uh, Switch. Is this going to be day one for you? Uh, launch on March 3rd, 2017? No. You're going to... Oh, no. No. I, I, you know, like you said, we'll get into it, but I I don't know if it's 2017 at this point. I, and I, I'll spoiler alert. I, I bet you I know why Molly's not doing it day one. I know it would have done it if they had Mario Odyssey ready. Yes, that's, that's the thing. <laughs> no, you know, um, I think at this point, it's gonna. I think E3 is going to be very important for me. You know, and I, with I, this con- with this hybrid console, I, I think because last night what they did did not do what it needed to do, and so I think the question now is: they get past launch, they get to E three, what are they doing at E three? And right. part of me is really afraid that because last year we all know their E three was entirely Legend of Zelda. That was it. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. was a disaster in, in my mind, but um, part of me is afraid now that this year could be Mario Odyssey, mm. and that's what their E three is. And I think well, if they do that, it's a gigantic mistake. So I need to see from them certain things that we'll talk about. Okay, and I'll give you my opinions on that. But uh, before we get to that, and this won't take long, uh, we have an update for you guys, uh, Xbox One fans, uh, Platinum Games, Hideki Kamiya fans. Oh. Um, we've got a revised release date for the Xbox exclusive Scalebound. Yes. Oh, yes. Well, it's, uh, that date is never. Never. (laughs) Uh, I shouldn't laugh. You know, I don't. I, the only reason I don't regret getting an Xbox One at this point is because it's kind of my – it's my bedroom console. Mm-hmm. So it's like a pseudo PS4, meaning you know they have pretty much all the same third-party titles. It's it's a little bit more of my McShooty, McShootshoot console, and I use it for streaming type stuff. So I do get use out of it. You know, Obviously, the PS4, and this isn't being fanboy. We've talked about this in the past. You know, they, they Between the two consoles, in my opinion, they have the better exclusives. But for all the other stuff, you know, they're pretty even, Steven. But so I don't I don't have any like hatred in the sense of like, oh my God, like why did I why did I get this bundle a couple years ago? I don't I'm I i do not feel like that. But I do have to admit, Scalebound like Scalebound was kind of my bayonetta for this console. Well yeah, I mean I mean because we're the type of people that that you know, we're not necessarily buying an Xbox for Halo, for Gears, you know. That, I think, for people like us, that was one of the games that would sell you. Like, like with you know, I think back to the original Xbox, and you had people who were buying it for certain reasons, but then I would be like, well, I, want, I want to get it for, you know, Gun Valkyrie, for Jesset Radio Future. Sure. For Panzer Dragoon Orta, you know, like, things like that. So, like, Scalebound was one of those kind of games where it's saying we're not just 
the bro shooter stuff, you know, and, and uh, right. to lose that, I think is, it's a pretty big loss. Yeah. I don't even like, it's, it's kind of a tough one because, you know, your, your Xbox loyalists, you know, get in there for your call of duties. Hey, you know, if, if you want if you got to play Halo Gears of War, we've been through that. You got to get an Xbox, but even this generation, Sony has kind of swayed that tide a little bit with the call of duties. Um, why can't I think of the name right now? Bungie shooter. Um, Destiny. Yeah, they had like they pulled this crap, you know, and it's everyone's doing it. They pull that crap like you experience it first on PlayStation, and you know Xbox gets a little bit of that too. But Sony has really been doing a lot of that this generation. So if you're that McShooty shoot shoot fan, you know even Sony is kind of you know has the dangling carrot so to speak to get their console this time. But you know outside of the you know those those three or four franchises those a franchises that xbox is known for with scale bound going away like that really was like i'm not just saying this as a platinum fan that was like one of their only unique big titles still in the chamber well yeah and it it hurts too the fact that just um that comes you know, on the heels of some other games being canceled. So there's this little bit of a feeling of um, it is just the Halo Forza Gears of War system. I, yeah. Like, I, I think, and I'll, I'll find the list in a second here, but I think they've just been a little bad about, like, like none of their efforts to, to make other stuff have worked, really. You know, I think about things like Sunset Overdrive, which I absolutely love, but yeah, that was yeah. We're not seeing any kind of hint of like a sequel or anything, you know. So I, I just feel like they're they're just getting nowhere with making anything but those three franchises, you know, outside of an occasional one or two other things that they may have, um, and to have them kill something that was different. At not only not only that, but at a time you think about it, think about the timing of of Scalebound being canceled in between Sony giving us The Last Guardian and Gravity Rush Two. Yeah, like you two know. real unique for, for properties. Yeah, kind especially of like Japanese up. games. You know, like so you have yep. you have those two things, and then in the middle of that, the one kind of example of that the Xbox currently has, and they kill it. Now I got to ask you this now. We both know that a company can polish up a demo or 15 or an hour sequence or whatever for a show. But that game was in development. You figure, I'm going to lowball it at least two years. And, you know, looking at something versus playing it firsthand are two different things. Mm-hmm. Do you think the game was really having that big of issues? Like, was there something that we didn't... like? I've seen rumors of, like there are YouTube people or like people who have given their opinion, like what they've read on rumor mills or their, what they've heard. But the reason I don't, I take that with a grain of salt is I'm not in denial, but it's no disrespect to those YouTube channels. Cause I, I, I subscribe to them and I love the work that some of those people do. I'm not going to call them out, but like when I watch those people, I'm like, okay, I'm pretty confident. I know you don't know anyone there. Like I know you don't have an inside source. Like you don't work for, um, like, you're not working for one of the few remaining publications or you don't work for IGN. Like you're not, you know, you're not putting your reputation on the line. You're just regurgitating maybe something you saw in a corner of the internet. But like, but there were rumors of like frame rate issues or just 
there were some AI issues with certain aspects or it just wasn't clicking. But I don't know if any of that's true. Like, do you think this came down to where maybe they wanted more time? And I'm assuming Microsoft helped funded it because it was, well, I you, think it was going to be If you kind of read some, some of the things that have come out since this happened, um, uh-huh. I know uh, Kanye had a few things to say about it, like not, not directly, but... Uh, you know, there's a little bit of talk of there being a rift between Microsoft and Platinum. And I think originally, like, one of the things that wasn't planned was the co-op aspect of the game. And that just suddenly Microsoft came to them and said, like, we want to oh, have the co-op in there. I see. So that kind of shook up things. So it, it mm. sounded like a, a a troubled development in terms of figuring out what to do with the game, but also... Um, Microsoft coming in and saying what they wanted it to be. And then I've also heard things about there's parts of the games that were shown behind the scenes. Like, for example, you actually controlling the dragon that were super awesome, but that we've never, ever seen. And that we, we, we may never see because there, there's... Okay, so... So I think the perception in public of what the game was might not have been completely what it was, but I also think there was problems with development. This is sitting there, we're all speculating. This is speculation here, just f- for us grasping off not much. So, is it safe to say possibly that there was a vision for the game, and the main vision for that game was was on the right track, but then Microsoft kind of did that infamous checklist that you and I have discussed in the past with games on the back of the box, where it's like, okay, this game does four player. We have online play. It's going to have DLC, a season pass. Um, you know, X, Y, and Z instead of this is the vision for this title. It doesn't need to have this because our focus is this and we're going to offer this type of, you know, type of reward to the player traditionally. Like it, maybe it was the uh, combat of the vision versus the checklist. I think, I think it was that, but I also think just, you know, we've seen across the history of games that some ideas that are being put together just never come out because hmm. they don't work at a certain point, you know? And then you can have the best of ideas, but then you're going on with it, and it's like, well, you know, we might have some cool core concepts, but the game just isn't fun for some reason, you know, or we've done a lot of it, and it's just not working like we thought it was. So I think it might be a little bit of both of those things. Is let me oh, so keep no, going. No, I don't no, cut you off. Go ahead. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but excluding and I, when i say monster hunter that's not even a fair comparison because monster hunter isn't solely dragon focused as a matter of fact you're a hunter and you're you're killing various types of creatures dragons monsters and what have you so let's i'm going to leave that out of this what i'm about to say is it fair for me to say because when scalebound got canceled i said to myself what was the last great dragon game i played and I could only come up with Panzer Dragoon. It's, and the the, the the other dragon game that comes to mind, which I wanted to buy and I never did. And I, I know, because I, I know you're good. I, I know you know your craft. You know what I'm going to say. Yeah. The one that had a lot of hype and money behind it, and I heard nothing but negative things, was Lair. Mm-hmm. So we now have Lair, and I'm not trying to make an unfair... I mean, Scalebound could have done backflips and circles around it. I don't know. But we have now Lair, which was released, but a huge disappointment, and now Scalebound got canned. Was Panzer Dragoon a, the last great dragon game? But I mean, I think I think the problem with Panzer Dragoon... And it's funny, you, it's funny you're saying this, because I literally a few days ago read somebody saying the exact same thing. Is like, is there a curse over games that are centered around a dragon 
you know, and some people will say, well, there's like Dragon's Dogma and Dragon Age, but those aren't like centered around a dragon. I mean, like, no, right. Actual involved with your main character and control sure. and stuff. Um, but I would, I would almost say, like, and people are going to kill me for this, but I don't know that Panzer Dragoon is a great game. I think it's great for us. Like, I think that's for, if you're a Japanese niche gamer or a niche gamer or whatever. I think it's a great game, but I think in the grand scale of things, it probably was this weirdo title, you know, franchise that people would see and not really be drawn to. So I think even Panzer Dragoon's a little bit of a tough convincing. I, I would argue. Great, I, I, I'll meet you halfway on that. I think I, I can see where you're coming from with the niche. It's certainly not mainstream, but I would use the word great to be fair in terms like it's a great rail shooter. Excluding yeah. the third, I guess I, 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 guess I, I guess I just mean um, what would be a good comparison? Um, you know, I think like Last Guardian, Eco, Shadow of the Colossus. I think those are great games, but you have to be the right kind of person to like them. Sure. Like sure. I, I think it's not like an, like a universal appeal kind of game, like okay, right. an Uncharted or a Halo can be. So that, that's why I say. I mean, like I think. Panzer Dragoon was a were great games, but I I don't know if any of them really had that wide appeal, and I don't know what the problem with Dragon games is. You know, is yeah, it, like what is it that um because it seems like an idea that would just perfectly work, right? right. Like either you are controlling a giant dragon or you are riding a giant dragon. Like that seems like just an instant recipe for success for a big game. Right. What do you think, um, even though Platinum, you know, created the IP or whatever you want to call it, do you think it stays in Mike, or excuse me, it stays in Platinum's hands, even if it's in a vault never to be seen again? Or do you think that stays with Microsoft? No, Microsoft Microsoft owns it. Okay. Yeah, they own it. So it's, it's, um, and I mean. Wow. Like I think it's I think it's tough because the question becomes, just because it's platinum, like, right. does this ruin the potential for for having another developer come in and work on it? Like, mm. if, if this had been just some completely random company that you didn't care about, and like we're canceling it, I think at that point, then Microsoft could possibly bring it back, you know, in a few years and have a different company. Oh, work I see. On it. I see. But I think you got something like platinum. Like it, like it's, you know, if it was Silent Hills, for example, right? Like, is anybody going to accept Silent Hills to come out from somebody who's not Kojima at this point? Unless <laughs> unless you're going off and making a totally different Silent Hill game, and I think you could do that in a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's But it's still hard because the game people wanted from developer they loved was canceled by the company. Right. So that just creates a lot of bad blood. Hmm. So I don't know. I don't know they could they could do it because it's just such a niche game that it's where people who cared about it were platinum fans. Hmm. Well. So I want I want to read you something real quick. Um, yeah, that's no problem. So there is a list of <clears throat> at E three two thousand fourteen, Microsoft showed off nine exclusives for their for their console okay this is gonna be good okay Okay. right number one was fable legends which was Mm -hmm. canceled yep then we had project spark 
which was canceled. I don't even. Wow, I f- forgot about that. Then we okay. had Ori in the Blind Forest, which came out in 2015. Okay. But there may or may not have been a 360 version that was canceled. Number four was Inside, which came out in 2016. That yeah, that took yeah. That, I, I've seen that on the store. Number five was Below, which is unreleased still. Number six was Phantom Dust, which was canceled. Wow. And and for people who are going to argue that the Phantom Dust currently being worked on is the remake of the old game, the remastering, and not the full reboot, whatever. Uh, then we had Crackdown, which is still unreleased. Right. We had Scalebound, which was canceled. And Halo 5, which came out 2015. So out of their nine games... Four of them were canceled, and two of them are still not released. So only three of the nine exclusives turned off at E3 2014 from Microsoft have come out at this point. You know when you know things are bad? Hmm. You ready for my segue? (laughs) You know how you know things are bad? It's when you look at that list of titles. And Zelda Breath of the Wild is going to release first. <laughs> <laughs> Which I got, I have some stuff to say about that. Not really bad, but am, am I nuts? Like when people were asking me locally about my Switch predictions and what I thought. I didn't even mention Zelda at all because I didn't even think that would be fair game. Because I thought it officially got delayed recently till June. Yeah, I don't think it ever... Um, I think that was the problem. That was rumors that were going around. Oh uh, well, okay. Because I know. So here's the thing, and I know this isn't. Uh, um, people are going to yell, but I know GameStop online, and I want to say Target. There are a couple uh, sites that had switched it from. It was like an undetermined date in March to like June something. Hmm. Yeah. So I did. So here's the thing. Like, I don't want to jump ahead, but by the end of that conference, I'm like, there is only one thing they could possibly announced to save this well and i yeah and the the part that i think was kind of bs about that is you knew what was going to happen at that point because well if that didn't happen then it would have been just an unmitigated disaster (laughs) you know so it was kind of like the drama just really pissed me off for a moment did did you think arms was gonna be their sole launch title no i i as (laughs) Yeah, you, you know, we are jumping ahead, but as as soon as Mario got a state, you knew. Yeah, I, yeah. That was the moment you knew. You're like, okay. Then then like don't even play with me because you know, like I just it's a, it it pissed me off because it's just you we know what you're gonna say because you can't not say it. Because if you don't say it, then you are the dumbest company in the world. <laughs> well it, it is it is in the history books now. Uh, as we record here on the what is to be the unluckiest day of the year, Friday the 13th, uh, we are That's 24 right. hours removed from the most recent Nintendo Switch live conference, uh, which emanated from Japan. It was shown globally live. And uh, at, what was it, uh, 8 Pacific last yep. night, I think, uh, for about an hour. A bad timing. Like, the thing is, you know, I, I've been in Japan. I've been to, to press conferences in Japan. I've been to company events in Japan. They have zero mm-hmm. problems starting things super early in the morning. Like, this should have been... I mean, it might have scripted a little bit for Europe, but this should have been, like, 11 a.m. Japan time. 
I think this is 1 p.m. if uh, it right. serves me correct. My so they would have been, correct. you know, you know, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern in the in the U.S., which would make way more sense than having to start at 11 o'clock at night on the East Coast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't long, thankfully. Like, if, if No, I think they wrapped that all up in 60 minutes, 60, yeah, 65 minutes, something like hour. that. But I do have some notes here from uh, the Nintendo Switch presentation. Um, and it's all history. Um, I kind of have notes all in the order as it went. Well, they pretty much started off. What were your thoughts on this? Uh, March 3rd, 2017. Um, not... And, not not a surprise to me. Like I've I've seen a few reaction videos where people were actually shocked by that. I think maybe the day in March was a little bit surprising. Right. Like I maybe was expected that you know like later late March, but right, not completely, completely shocking. So, what about two ninety nine ninety nine US? So my prediction, my prediction going in was two ninety nine with a game. Yes, mine too. For and real. So, so when this got announced, I'm like, okay, th- this can still go the way I expect. Sure. Um, sure. At this point, I think it's too expensive. I think. I, I, I think I, it's. I agree. Just because, just I because agree. when we get into pricing of other stuff, I agree. I think it's just it's just too expensive for the fact that it's competing against two platforms that have had no problems having promotions where they're two forty nine. I agree. Um, I don't think this is the worst price that they could have done. This no. isn't this isn't PS3 bad. I mean, this is a company. Let's remember, this is a company that put the 3DS out for two hundred and fifty dollars. You know, <laughs> right? Th- 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 this is not the worst we could have had for this system. But now I'm going to really get kind of not conspiracy theory, but I'm going to get into this a little. So I agree with you. I think it should have been two fifty. They should have been two bundles, two fifty or three hundred with a game. Yeah, that that would that would to me have been the perfect setup. Yeah, e- even even though I mean, like I was going in saying two ninety nine with Splatoon, like that was that was that yeah. was like my this would be Absolutely. a great thing to do. Um, yep. you know, Splatoon. We'll get to that. Uh, um, yeah, it's one of those things where you know sometimes it's like, well, I'd rather pick my own game for pack in, and I'm going right. to really kiss this game's butt. Splatoon is so great, charming. It's a recent IP, a, one that a lot of people haven't experienced, and it's so worth it. But they they want to sell a, it. They want to. It's obviously want to sell sure. it. That's fine. But there's a game coming up that we'll talk about that there's it has no business being sold. Like it should have been the pack in. It should, it should be the pack in in this 299 bundle. And the fact that now let me add, now now since we've spoiled that. Zelda's releasing on March 3rd. Do you think that Nintendo sat down, even though there there's no way around it, their 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 launch lineup is is anorexic, okay? Okay, just just to be clear, the the Wii, I mean, I'm sorry, not the Wii, the the Vita, the Vita <laughs> had like three times the amount, not even three times, like well, like four or five or six times the amount of good games for it when it launched versus the the Wii, the, the switch i gotta tell you and i'm probably going to lose my train of thought but i since you mentioned this i have to say this is my train of thought so old school and out of whack that the precedent well the first system to set the precedent for a launch in my opinion in the u.s to just really blow you away at launch was dreamcast 
I think I think there were 18 times, to- and yeah. then and then one I'll give credit, and they followed up the next year, and whatever a lot of rehash or whatever. To be fair, PlayStation Two. Yeah, and I mean, like, I, I mean, I wasn't as excited for the PS2 launch, and I know some people have been like, like defending it in kind of these conversations, but I'm with you on that. I think I feel like the Dreamcast was, yeah, the first real example of holy crap. I think it was 18 titles. There's a lot of games, and there's a lot of variety. Yes, that was now pushing 20 years ago. So, so there, so yeah, so for launch, this is anorexic. Do you think, even though the launch was anorexic, even though they need all the help that they can get, that because they knew Zelda's going to be ready, that instead of pricing that system at two fifty, they said we can get two ninety nine on this out of desperation. This is kind of their Mario sixty four, so to speak, of this generation right now on the Switch. I just like that. That just makes me feel worse about the situation. Like if that's the case. I, I'm not saying it's not because you you might be right, but I I just uh, I mean like I'm gonna get in this deeper once you get a little further, but this was to me what this had to be was a console for everybody, mm-hmm. and this launch and the reaction from Nintendo fans has proven this console is for Nintendo fans mm-hmm. because I've seen people say well it's got Zelda it's all it needs and it's not all it needs because because you, I, you right. know, I mean I was just saying like okay so you know if you launch an Xbox One with the new Halo and that's it you know like great you're selling the console to people who already have Xboxes and, sure. and who like Halo that's like that's like one dynamic you know you, you're not you're not saying this is going to be a console for everybody so we want new people to come in we want fresh blood to come in because you have to do that when you look at the Wii U numbers and how much that console tanked. Like, they can't just keep going after Nintendo people. And this this con this this entire conference, including this launch lineup, just showed me all they're thinking about is Nintendo players. Because this is the first Zelda in 3D that I've actually like, beyond Wind Waker. Like, but that was like kind of like a thing that grew. Like uh-huh. pre launch, this is the first 3D Zelda where I'm legitimately interested in playing it Uh but i'm not gonna buy a switch for zelda zelda's what i have to as an option once i have the console for other reasons you know and i'm i mean look zelda's great that that's that's one of the probably one of the biggest franchises nintendo has it's gonna be a great game but that's not selling me on the console and you've got a lot of people who are like me who aren't the hardcore nintendo people who you can't try to sell us on one game I think I think Zelda was an A plus an ace to play at launch. I think that is one of the most killer apps you can have at launch for Nintendo. With that being said, my overall vibe from this and we can get into this as we cover the rest of the conference and you tell me if I'm crazy. I get a very N64 vibe from this hybrid console. It's very N64. What I mean by that is like you're going to get that great – this is that Mario 64 coming. And I don't want to be a revisionist or forget because there's some people at home right now that are like, well, wait a minute. Nintendo has kind of done this before, so I haven't forgotten. Yeah. When the – how did this work? When the GameCube version of Twilight Princess came out, 
the Wii version hit as well. So they kind of pulled that Zelda card before it. Now that I think about it, it's been over a decade now. But nonetheless, they've done something similar. I'm not trying to make excuses. I think one of not to disrespect Twilight Princess. One of the differences I think between then and now with Breath of the Wild is excuse me, is that technology has advanced so much that even though you're technically getting a kind of previous generation game on the Switch, the visuals are so strong and what we've been able to do tech-wise over the last decade that you're not, like, you know how it is. We're splitting hairs these days. So gaming, I don't want to say we've hit a wall and there's no more to do. That's bull. But it's it's going to be an impressive looking game whether you've got it on Wii U or Switch. So it's it's worthy. But outside of that killer app which will get the Nintendo fans, you know, you've got you know your other choices which we'll get into, such as like Bomberman R, which I, I I'm guilty. I, I like Bomberman. I think it looks kind of fun. Oh yeah. You have you have the unique arms. But like not only does this feel let me specify even further, not only does this feel very N sixty four, it feels very N sixty four Japanese launch. Yeah, which was like what wasn't it too? Like because I think they got June, I think they hit like June and we got in September. And actually we, what we had Mario and Pilot Wing, so I guess I can make the argument it was about the same, but like it feels like one of those Japanese launches where Japan gets the console three to six months before us right. and they've only got two or three titles and then we get it with like six or ten. Right. Like we're getting this thing with Zelda and it's like and then our alternate is like Godzilla. And you know, I'm looking at the the I'm looking at the Wii launch list, and they had Zelda Twilight Princess there, of course. But then they had things like they have Wii Play, they have Wii Sports, they have WarioWare Smooth Moves, they have Excite Truck. Um, what, what system are we talking about? The Wii, the original Wii. Okay, I'm sorry. You know, so I mean, I, I'm, I'm talking about just from Nintendo itself. So, sure. Um, I think I'm not missing anything. So you know, at least they had like a variety, like like Wii Sports hit, you know, one type of player. Zelda was the hardcore gamer. You had Excite Truck for the more casual people that give them something. Like I just feel like even that console, you know, had a little bit more variety of things to do. And I, I, I just like it's it's so. And I've got the I've got the full list that we'll read later about all the games announced so far for North America for for the Switch. Um, but I I just yeah I I just feel like they're so selling this like you said on the n64 they sold that completely on mario 64 absolutely and that's why when i got it at launch day and i ended up hating mario 64 from the weirdo <laughs> that's why just that console instantly died in my head uh-huh. because I, at that point i had nothing else to get i think it was what that in wave race well it's a, you you must be a mind reader because i don't know why this isn't really connected but my memory, the way my brain works, is I remember Mario and like Pilot Wings or whatever. I only bought Mario. Or the Pilot Wings, I think Pilot Wings and Mario were the two. But games. waiting for their next killer app, I always remember that issue of Game Fan with Wavery sixty four on the cover because I feel like I remember going through that issue a hundred thousand times waiting for Waveries. So yeah, so so and this is so funny because N sixty four launched in June of ninety six in Japan. Uh-huh. And had Mario, got it at 9:30, yeah. Mario Pilot Wings, and then Shogi. 
And then by the time right. it, by the time it came out over here in September, we didn't even get Shogi, so we just had Pilot Wings and Mario sixty four. They still had no other games ready for launch in in you know the three extra months. Um, right. So yeah, so that's part of like why like I think the N sixty four is just soured for me right from the start, is because I I buy it, I play Mario, I don't I'm not liking it, and there's nothing else. Yeah, that's rough for you. Like, I'm not just saying that to be funny. Like, if if legitimately you didn't like Mario 64, then that's rough. Because, like, there was nothing, like, I don't know what to say. And when we we get to the Switch list, I think if you look at, like, Bomberman, I can't count. I'm sorry, I just can't count it. No, that's a total, that's a total launch. That's a total, like, that's a game that if I pick it up in a couple years, I'll look back on it. That's going to be, like, almost like Fantavision. Yeah. Like, it's such a launch title. So, I mean, like, looking at the rest, and we'll read the list later, um, if you don't like Zelda, there's nothing on launch day. No. To be, no. To, be to care about at all. Yeah, I, I know I sound like a parrot, a broken record, but it's I, I have such an N64 vibe. Now, the only the positive spin on that is I do expect this thing to do better than Wii U, which we which we said in the past, which isn't, you know, genius. Um, I expect it to... I'm going to say it does better than GameCube, but I think when it's all said and done, um, it's going to fall in line with N64. I think we're going to see some great titles throughout its lifespan. I don't hate what I've seen. I don't... I'm not, like, in love with it, but I don't think the system looks like shit um it's a lot nicer than the wii u uh and i can say that after owning a wii u for a couple years so there are some pluses but when it's all said and done at the end of the day i don't expect this to reach the heights of nes snes or the original wii in terms of the you know like you were saying the mainstream aspect i expect this to be somewhere in the middle of their successes well so um so it's about launch and price but at that point in the show, there was something else that was announced that's very important because that, that that's the point. That's the point where I started just losing all hope. So what, um, what was the next announcement? Let me see here. Let me look at my notes. Well, I'll just go over some of their terminology as I get to what I'm going to get. So the after the uh, date and price... They talked about the three different play styles, TV mode, tabletop mode, handheld mode. No, nope, oh, you missed oh, it. Here, you know, here we... You missed, oh, you missed something important. Oh, excuse me, excuse me. It's on my notes. It's on my notes. But you said lost hope? Yes, this is this is the point where I lost a lot of my hope for the Switch. Well, I'm going to say something that I don't think had you lose hope, and then I'll say what made you lose hope. Okay. What didn't make you lose hope, I skipped over. No region locking. No, that's that's a good thing. Yeah, so that's a good yes, thing. That, that was a, a very uh, surprising thing from Nintendo. The the range of the battery life. Nope, that's not it. Before that, I I, I, I wonder it. I wonder I, if you missed it. I maybe I did because I had date, price, no region locking. No, because it's bet- between price and region locking. There was something else very very important. I, I must have taken a nap. What what <laughs> my, my excitement is? I jumped up and jou- uh, down with the. Price okay. must have uh, sidetracked me. So they they talked about the fact of their online services. Oh God, my God! 
Uh, you know what? I took that note later when you you told me. Pay to play online service. Yes. <laughs> so they're going into everything, and there's other points about this that we'll get to um, on the list of negatives. But they say, and they start saying this thing, and it's funny because I I remember specifically the point. There was that PlayStation conference where mm-hmm. it was E3, at, you know, E3 before PS4 came out. And Xbox, Microsoft had gone first, and the Xbox was like was like four ninety nine or whatever it was, and they had all this DRM stuff going on and everything. And then Sony had that conference where they're just like point after point after point, they're just like kicking Microsoft in the gut, you know, about like oh we have no no DRMing on the games, and you can share them with your friends, and you can do right. this and you can do this. And then you're paying for online, and everybody's like, "Wait, what?" You know, kind of like they snuck it in there. So Nintendo is is like, you know, when you uh, up until a certain point, people would get to, to try out our online services for free. And then it's like, "Wait, why are you saying that?" You know. And then like after that, it's going to cost you. How just. Well, you, from a corporate perspective, it's just they see the money, like they're looking at that chart and they see Xbox Live's getting 60 bucks a year or whatever it is. Sony's getting 60 bucks a year for their services. And they're like, why aren't we getting this piece of the pie? No, now, I, you no, and I know. Yes, I understand that completely. But you and I know why they're not getting a piece of the pie is because they virtually don't have an online yes. setup. And my problem is, again, we're looking at a console that's very Nintendo focused and, and, and for Nintendo fans. The reality of the world is that Nintendo consoles at this point are your second or third option for for a lot of people. A right. lot a lot of people. You know, it is the well, we've got enough money that we could also then buy the Nintendo console. Mm-hmm. You know, most people don't go for the Nintendo the Nintendo option as their main platform. So Not I've, anymore, yeah. You're right. I've yeah, already got a PS4 that I'm paying yep. PS plus on. Yep. Got an Xbox One that I'm paying Xbox Live Gold on. Mm-hmm. I'm not spending money for yet another console, for yet another online subscription for a console oh. that's going to be used less. You know, it's going to be my, probably my third used console. <laughs> like I'm not going to do that, and I don't right. think people buying Nintendo platforms are the hardcore online gamers a lot of times. I think people will play Mario Kart online because it's an option that's there to try. Sure. You know, sure. I think they'll play Smash Brothers. Can you play Smash Brothers online? I don't even know. Um, I th- I should know this too. But I, I'm leaning towards yes. I think so. And then you, you know, you'll play Splatoon yeah. online yep. because it's an option. But like a lot of people are going to go in and play like single player, I think. like I don't think mm-hmm. your hardcore online people are on Nintendo that often. And I know people are going to write in and say, of course they are, but... <laughs> but so I think you're, I, you know, but it's not like Xbox, right? Like if right. you have Xbox, you're pretty much guaranteed you're going to have Xbox Live. I think Absolutely. most Absolutely, that's one of their like. main, yeah, that's one of their main keys. PS4, yeah. it's 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 getting there. Is that it's improved? Yeah, this generation <clears throat> finally they they're starting to get there. Yeah. But do you do you think do you think half of Switch owners will pay for this? Do you think less than half? Okay, uh, uh, due to the way you were okay of people who buy the Switch. I'm going to say yes. You think half? 
Yeah, and I'm not trying to be a smart ass, but we don't know how large that number okay, is going to okay, be. Okay, so. okay, but more than half? Mm, now you've got me thinking. So let's, let's at least say half, all right? Let's at least go with half. So you've got a console that of the three main consoles are going to be out. It's Unless a miracle happens, it's going to be, by a margin, the, the least owned console own system right just because of numbers just because of time sure even yeah well because what sony just passed 53 let's say microsoft is at like 25 or something right um i mean yeah this is i mean this is a a new con this is a console launch and it feels like that in all fairness i mean this is a new thing yeah i mean it's gonna take even if they can't even achieve this number because they're not going to put this many out on the market because they're going to play that Nintendo game, so to speak. Even magically, and this is such bullcrap that I'm going to say, let's say by an act of God, by the end of the year, they ship and sell 7 to 10 million Switches. Which uh, th- yeah, not even close. I mean, I, Which I, is, such, two, two which or, is yeah. such bullcrap. Oh, no, no, wait, no. End. end of the year, maybe. End of the year... I, yeah, I don't, and I don't, and I don't I even do not think, think so, but it could yeah, no be, way. You know. Even if and even if it's that hot, even like you just to put this into perspective, let's say this is the hottest damn selling Nintendo console of friggin' all time. Even by the year end, Sony's gonna have another. I'll lowball it. Let's say they have a bad year; they sell seven million or whatever. They hit six. They pass sixty million. Microsoft's at thirty. They're still not, they will be at like 17, not even a fifth of what their competitors offer. And that's like with an act of God. So, I mean, they, I mean, this, this is a new, a truly new endeavor for them. And in some ways, arguably, it's super new because the Wii U in its entirety of its lifespan barely cracked 13 million globally in about three and a half years. So you ha- so you have that low number of install base for the first year or so. Yeah. Um. So then, out of that, we're being generous and saying fifty percent of those people are going to spend money for 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 the, the subscription service. Yeah. So let me lower that. So let's. I said like seven. Let's make this realistic. Let's say four or five million sell in the year. So cut that in half. Maybe two million. But then, but then the argument becomes. Are you really going to subscribe when you know that you're not going to have much in the way of third-party online games? Because third-party is where your online stuff is really coming from, right? You're I agree, yeah. And I've got, you're not going to have yep. Battlefield. not going to have yep. Titanfall. That's correct. not going to have any of that kind of stuff. Right. So, so you have that. And then you have people – I think the kind of people who are, are willing to spend for the online – are more likely to be people who have other consoles. And their sure. their online time may be spent more with those other consoles versus the Switch. So what I'm saying is is there's all these stats you have to get through before you get to how many active players are on the Switch at any one time for any one game. Because even like a game like Titanfall, you know, uh, from EA, a, a game is pushed pushed very very big. Well, not not nearly what it should have been, but um, on the PS4, huge player base. I go in there any one time, and the mode I usually play, I might see a couple hundred people playing it. 
because it'll actually tell you like how many people are out there possible to play against. So you have okay. all these games separating it. Now, the, the plus side, of course, for the Switch is you're going to have far less games. So you're going to have far fewer options for people to have. And the fewer options they have, the more people will be in any one particular game playing it online. But it's just like, am I going to go in and get the experience that I think deserves that money? That per month mm-hmm. or per year, whatever it costs? Short answer. No. Um, I think, in my opinion, this, uh, with their online endeavor, I think we're going to see, I think we're going to kind of see a rebirth of the virtual console of sorts, which I'm not jumping up and down for joy yet because I've, I I mean, how many times have I purchased this stuff on different platforms, handhelds and whatnot, but I'm just going to say it. I think we're going to see a lot, like, I I don't know why I get this feeling. I think you're going to try and do what they did with the original Wii in terms of having it that healthy. But where fans get screwed is I don't think that stuff's going to carry over for the from the old accounts, which was actually one of the announcements I wanted to hear at that right. presentation. Um, and then I think the other big thing is for those, for their titles that you normally don't think of being online focused, but like for your Mario Karts, your Smash Brothers and all that kind of stuff, like your Nintendo gamers will be on there for that. And then maybe like little trinkets and prizes. And then they've already talked about that virtual console stuff. But like, I know what you're saying. Like, are you going to get the experience that's like grade A with the like, top, like let's talk Microsoft because we've been beating them up tonight. I'll say something positive about them. Top servers. They're usually really on top of that maintenance. They're always trying new things with various services, whether it be TV or game focused or apps. Like, are we going to get all of that with this Nintendo thing? I, I I think it's going to be very Japanese. And what I mean by that is maybe like, I don't maybe I'm tired tonight, but you know, maybe it almost sounds like maybe like a Sega channel type thing or the stuff that they toyed around with in the nineties with the old Nintendo consoles, like maybe downloading old games or it says you keep them for a month or whatever. And I have something to ask about that in a second, but like, I, I just feel that this is going to be a very, I, like, I think there will be some improvements versus what we've seen. Certainly. But like, this is not going to be a Microsoft or Sony experience online. There are no, no way. And I, and, then, and, and, so a person like me who wants to switch, I want to switch as of right now for Splatoon, Mario Kart. I didn't know no Wii U. I was, at a certain point I was waiting. So I'm like, I know these games are going to come back. <clears throat> I'll wait for the new console. I'll get on them then. Start fresh. I'll go into the console from the beginning. I'll be there. I'll have these games. Finally get to play them. Because um, I, I stressed. I stressed over Wii U for a long time. Because, you know, there were like three or four games that I really wanted to play. But I'm sitting here now, like, and I know people are going to say it's a small fee, right? Well, why does it matter? Why does it matter? It's the same thing as, like, when I was playing World of Warcraft, I got to a point where I'm like, I can't justify $15 a month because I'm not playing it enough. And I might play Splatoon like one day a month. You know? I might play Mario Kart one day a month. I'm going to want the Switch for other things as it goes forward, but those games I want to play online, I'm not going to focus on that because my focus is still going to be Overwatch, 
Titanfall 2. <laughs> the division, yeah. You know, well, the, the Division. Yeah. yeah. All these games on the other platforms. Like these big games that come out that I want to be a part of. Street Fighter 5, you know. Um, Ultra Street Fighter 2, the final challengers. Oh, wait, oh my God. I'm going to get to that. Um, that's, that's where my online gaming is. And, and Nintendo's service, <laughs> there is no way, you were saying it, there's no way you can convince me at this point it's going to be on the same level as PSN or Xbox Live. So that's where my gaming is. You know, I can't play Titanfall 2 on the, on the Switch. I can't play Overwatch on the Switch. You know, I can't play The Division. I can't play Street Fighter V. I can't play these games. So the, the Switch is going to be the, eh, sometimes, online experience for me. And at that point, like, I cannot, even if it's, you know, if it's like 10 bucks a year, whatever. I don't care. I'll pay that. Oh, sure. I was going to, yeah. But it's not going to be 10 bucks a year. Uh-uh. No, and I'll tell you why. Can I, can I jump around on you a little here? Um, if there was any hope that Nintendo would be, uh, what, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like that would swallow some of their pride and like, be like, Hey, we, we owe it to the fans. We're going to give them a couple little cuts and breaks here. Right. Right. If like, I would be like, you know, what if their online service thing was like five bucks a month, like 30 bucks a year, like, right. Like, okay. 25 bucks a year. Right. That ain't happening because when you brought to my attention the price of the Joy Cons, mm-hmm. wow! Which <laughs> I mean, I mean, just to give you a, a few ideas of peripherals, um, and I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but I think it's that uh, the the Pro Controller is eighty. Isn't it? Or 70 or 80? Well, say what? Say what? The Pro Controller. Is it 70? Oh, no. I didn't see that. I'm thinking 60, 50, 60. Let me, let me get the exact number. But okay, oh, so, no. So, so people know the, the, the Joy-Cons, right? Those two little slide controllers. Wait, you, yeah. Were you talking Pro Controller or Joy-Cons? No, no. I, I was talking Pro, but I'm going to say until I find that price. Um, yeah, so Joy-Cons, I believe so. At first, Molly was informing me that I saw a $50 price tag. And I'm like, oh, well, that's... That's not too bad, right? But that was for one of like if you want a complete set. Yes. Then it's eighty. Eighty dollars for a complete set. One by itself. So you can get like the right Joy Con is fifty dollars. The pro controller is seventy dollars. Oh my god. Um God damn. The extra an extra dock is Fuck. ninety. And there's a few other like. What's the? Po- I don't want to sound stupid. I'm I'm gonna bite. What's the point of the extra dock? Like if you have like two TVs in your house and you want to put it on different TVs. Hmm. I can't believe that. Pro controller seventy dollars. Wow. Yeah. That better have the. Now wait. Can I ask you this? Because I am a big fan of Hori. Is that the Hori no, Pro Controller? No, that, that's the N- Nintendo one. Oh, real? You know, I have to take a look because I thought I saw the leaked images of Hori's the other day, and I, I love their stuff because of their arcade sticks and um, uh, the the H you know the H wrap and the six button on PS4. Right. Like I really think they make quality stuff. So I'm gonna have to do a comparison there and see what they're charging because, 
Wow. And I actually do like uh, the D-pad is kind of weird in the Hori, but I actually think it's going to work better because the entire piece around it, like in a circular area, is is the D-pad part too. It's quite that that bigger kind. I think like back, it's 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 bigger than like a Saturn pad, but you kind of think of like where the Saturn pad's not just the cross area; it's the entire circular part that you're moving. It's that right. kind of thing. Hmm. I wonder if uh, I wonder if they're going to have that pad ready at launch. I think I think they probably will. Hmm. Or close. But boy, what, what's the what's the deal with Nintendo's pricing on this? I mean, are they just taking it to the limit or trying to make up for lost time? Or, I mean, damn. Yeah. So so you know you're you're right, and there's that, and then the game pricing too that we will get to. Um, I so, don't. Is this going to surprise me too? Uh, I mean, at least one of the games is going to surprise you. <laughs> I guess I didn't do my homework being a co-host on a video game podcast. I, I was proud of myself taking notes during the conference. But uh, okay, so you know what? Let's let's let's, uh, let's play a little game here. Yep. Okay. And this is coming from a former Neo Geo Kart uh, so system owner. Let's go over the the release list because we haven't talked about all the games specifically. Yep. So if we have any comments, we can say them in this list. Yep. So this is what's coming out on launch day, March third. This is what we, we we it's confirmed from Nintendo. This is mm. what's coming out: right. Legend of Zelda. Okay. One two Switch. Mm-hmm. Which, somebody who saw this, it's this really bizarre quote unquote game where you're using the Joy Cons to do different things, and you're not actually looking at any kind of screen. You're looking at the other person who's playing with you. So you you, you saw this right? Like all this kind yeah. of weird stuff. It's like yep. you're, you're like, uh, you know, having a shootout between gunmen or you're pretending to shave your face or you're pretending to eat a hot a hamburger and all this weird stuff. <laughs> okay. Uh, so there's, there's that. There's Just Dance 2017. Okay. There's Super Bomberman R. Yeah. And there's Skylanders Imaginators. Those are your, those are your launch games. Those are your confirmed launch games. And that's rough. That's real rough. Uh, launch window. These are all coming out in March. There's has been heroes. Okay. Snipper clips. Cut it out I, together. <laughs> yeah. And I saw that briefly on Treehouse today. I didn't know what the hell I was looking yeah. at. But okay. And I am Setsuna, which is a really, really weird choice. That's a that's a Vita game, isn't it? It was Vita and PS4. Okay. And we actually didn't get the Vita version out over here. Hmm. Um, it was an okay RPG, but it's like oh, that's right. Yeah, you reviewed it, didn't yeah. you? That's but right. This, I mean, and and look, like, like it was it was average. Like I didn't hate it, sure, but sure. I didn't like love it. Um, yeah, this isn't like this isn't like God. I'm I'm getting a switch to play this. No, but this is like this is just you're like desperate for games feeling. Sure, you're like we need something on this platform. You know, it'd be like if they announced um, like Double Dragon Neon, for example, <laughs> you know, and you're like, OK, that's, that's kind of cool. But like, right. I don't I don't know why I'm supposed to be excited by that. Um, April 28th is Mario Kart Deluxe. That's the big one. And I'm being very kind because technically that's more of a, a tweak, a modification edition. Yeah. of what that, that, that's should, that, out, that should have been launch day. You know what? If that had been launch but, day, I would have felt yeah. a lot better about things. That's but yeah, I mean, that's a biggie. 
that's a great time. Like, I'm not even a big Mario Kart fan, and people know I've said this on record on the show. Mario Kart 8 was like, wow. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's like your next biggie after Zelda. And then, like, your next AAA title, if it doesn't get delayed, is Splatoon 2 over the summer. Yeah, we're, 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 I, we're I getting mean, there. We're getting there, sir. In short, in short, this is the reality of what's going on. The Nintendo Switch is a is a console handheld coming out now for gamers to experience in the not even quite spring that really isn't ready for true launch until September or October. Yeah. I I and I think it could have been a little bit dangerous because you'd be going up against um Scorpio. Scorpio. Hmm. And not that it's same market, but I think it's just the uh, sure. But it's just the, it's more something taking, else taking, new on the market. Taking away the press from it, you know, and taking away right, right. Um, okay, so let's go back to where my list was that I just lost. Um, so I, I think Mario Kart should have been day one. Since spring, we have Lego City Undercover, which that should have been day one as well. Right. You know, unless it's just the fact of like that's when it's coming out on other platforms might be the case. Because the problem is at this point, since that was on Wii U, it feels like there's no reason to wait for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it might just be the case it's on other platforms. Um and then spring is also Sonic Mania. Right. And ARMS. And ARMS Ooh, you ARMS, ooh, I thought wow ARMS hundred percent should have been launch day. I wow, you threw me a curveball yeah. there. You threw me a curveball there. When is ARMS? Spring. Wow. Not even not even like a confirmed date from right now. I mean, and if they really wanted to be buttheads, spring, they could get that right out up until right before June 20th. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they could put that out early June or whatever and still classify that as spring. Wow. Uh, and then... 2017, in general, uh, for summer, we have Splatoon 2, like you were just saying, NBA 2K18, which is September, The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim, which is fall, which, that just feels, like, extra pathetic, given the fact that, like, the remastered version, like, already came out on other platforms. Like, why is that not launch date either? Uh, that you said, Elder Scrolls, correct? Yeah. Skyrim? Skyrim. Yeah. So when that when that gentleman got up on stage and discussed that, I knew something weird or some. I don't know if you want to use the word bad was going on when they said that that was like fall or whatever because I thought that was going to be launch. Yeah. So that's like just that's again that like I don't even know why we're getting Skyrim in the first place, you know. Like, I mean, our, our Nintendo fans... Well, because it's anywhere, anytime, Molly. I'm not... I don't have any horse in that game. I, I'm not... I mean, no disrespect to Skyrim. I know people love it, but I'm not... I, I just... I feel... I, I get... Again, I, it, just, it feels a little pathetic to me. Just because it feels... I'm not saying this is what happened, but it feels like Nintendo went out and was like, Hey, are there any games you can give to us? You know? That's what Absolutely. Skyrim feels like. Because, Do you think? Yeah, keep going. Go, no, go ahead. Go ahead. 
so what's the deal on this? So obviously there's a few titles we expected closer to launch, and one of them being Skyrim. Not that you and I are losing sleep over that. Do you think that's just a testament as to how recent development kits actually went out? It, it probably, it probably, it probably is that, or yeah, things changing or whatever, or maybe problems. I'm trying to. Fi- I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm thinking it's a combination of that mixed with trying to modify these games to get them to look how they should with half the RAM. But it's just like fall of this year. Like, what does Skyrim do for the Switch? Like, what does it bring to it? Is it is it literally just for? All the people who have Nintendo consoles and nothing else ever, because because it's it's not like it's not like you know if we hadn't have got the remaster and this was like an updated version that would have been a totally different thing, but the remaster already came out like months ago, right? Right. Yeah, I think it was like October, November, so somewhere in there. It's going to be old again by this point. Yeah, it's like a year late. And then Super Mario Odyssey, of course, is holiday twenty seventeen. And that's probably, uh, yeah. I mean, is that going to be their one big holiday game? Yeah, but I don't know why I'm saying this, but I bet you that gets bumped. That's That could be Because look, look at it this way. Do you think in one year, so this, actually, here's my prediction. I say Odyssey gets bumped, and I say Splatoon gets bumped slightly, and split, and they're going to, I say this holiday season, we're going to see a couple bundle sets, because I think Nintendo's going to keep things kind of... To try to keep that fake demand going, or whatever you want to call it, and then I think this holiday season we're going to see them still milk Zelda for those who are still like on a waiting list and haven't gotten gotten it. We'll see like a Zelda bundle, and I say we see a Splatoon bundle. I'd be stunned if Mario got in on the same year as well. Um, I I just feel like they can't delay it though. I mean, because they just, as of right now, have nothing else. Unless, unless E3 brings us a lot of big announcements, like they have nothing else. Because you can't, well, have, you can't have the first year of your console like that bad. Well, not to... N64. Yeah. Right? I mean, I'm not trying to, I'm, but you this know. Is, this is a different I, world. I mean, like that was... That, it is. That I'm was, with you. Yeah. That was third console <laughs> curse, right? That sure. was egotistical Nintendo thinking they could do whatever they wanted to do. And people would still be there. Right. Hmm. Do, do you think uh, Do you think the Switch hits 249 for Black Friday? Uh, no, the only way that it, from Nintendo or from retailers, like setting their price. I mean, it would have to be Nintendo. There may be an online, here's the thing, there may be an online sale or an exception to that rule, like a Cyber Monday or like an Amazon type thing for a certain set of time to make people go crazy. But from Nintendo themselves, as, as stupid as they've been with certain things, um, I, I'm going to say no. I don't see an official Nintendo change, even if temporary on that price, uh, until holiday 2018. Um, yeah, I don't think so either. But I mean, like, it would be int- like it would be smart. It uh, yeah, it, it would be brilliant. It would like, be an interesting. I think it would be very interesting testing the waters of because mm-hmm. you could do bundles where then the price is still two ninety nine and you have a two forty nine like by itself and just test the water and see if you know that would work or not. I think it's going to depend too just on like how the switch does over the course of the year. So right. Um, and then these are the games we know are coming, but it's all TBD. And this one surprised me. Um, Arcade Archives. I guess like hamster yeah. stuff is coming. Yeah. 
Yeah, I see. Yep, and I think one of the unique ones, um, unless you want to, I don't want to. No, I don't founder. know. One of them was uh, Waku Waku Seven. Oh, really? Yeah, like there was some. Yeah, let me see if I can find the. This will only take me a second. Because I retweeted it. Hold on. I'll, that's it in, that's take interesting if like that's a Switch exclusive. I mean, that's, that's a Neo Geo so title. So I'm looking at, at these captures, and I think this is from the... I see, I see Metal Slug 3, World Heroes Perfect, wow. King of Fighters 98, wow. Waku Waku 7, and Shock Troopers so far. Oh my god. Uh-oh, day one. But yeah, that's what um, that's what it looks like as of right now. So I, I mean, I want to just also that's that's just hinting at what we're gonna get on other platforms too. Oh, I didn't think. <laughs> you know, I didn't put two and two together like that. Cause I, I, I do not feel like those would be exclusive to. That's I a really weird exclusive to get. I said that's exciting though if we get those. Yeah. But I mean, it's Absolutely. weird though because Arcade Archives is seems to be going in order though. Right. Um. Well, no, no. You're saying like in for, terms for of how like Neo Geo wise. So no, because there's stuff in there's stuff in between missing. Because I've been keeping up with everything. Like, it, like you're saying, like how they're going in order of like the release, like Fatal Fury to Fatal Fury yeah. Two. Whatever, is that what? Mm, I'm gonna argue kind of against that unless we're unless you're separating it out by the company that's developing them, like doing the. Port. Yes. Is no, that I'm, how sorry, you're I'm, at I'm, I'm talking specifically arcade archives, as in the hamster stuff. I'd have to look at my list because I'm not trying to brag, but because I literally I, own them all. I think their Neo Geo stuff is going in order, whereas the SNK stuff coming out not through Hamster Arcade Archives, like Metal Slug Three and Last Blade to Mark of the Wolves, like those are completely different releases. Right. So I don't know what these are considered under the ones you're listing off. Anyway, that's that's interesting. And in yeah, all looking so they're so they're getting, but that's and that's part of the reason why I mentioned that whole virtual console thing, trying to rekindle that fire from the Wii days. Not that Wii U got nothing, but I think that's part of the reason. I'm like, okay, it looks like some of these developers are coming back with some more unique download titles to see how long they can let that fire burn. Um, we're also getting Disgaea Five. Yeah, that was very unexpected. That was. Uh, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2. Farming Simulator. Fast Remix. FIFA. Now, have you heard the rumor about FIFA? This is interesting. (laughs) Supposedly, somebody from Eurogamer says, um, I've heard FIFA Switch is based off of the Xbox 360 PS3 versions. Oh, stop. Because those are still being made. <sighs> and the thought is maybe that's the same case with NBA 2K17. Yeah, what? Or is it 2, is 18, 2K18? Because those are still being made on the old consoles. So supposedly, at least FIFA... The one game EA came out and said they're making for the Switch is based off of the last-gen versions. I, I got to tell you, I'm not an expert. I'm not a programmer. But that's a little bit disrespectful. The, the only argument or thing I can think of there without knowing jack squat is a couple things. 
the cost of entry for those companies because they're still leery is probably lower to just take those and upscale them a bit instead of downgrading like making a more unique version for Switch, which could still be much truer to the current generation. So maybe it's kind of like a testing of the waters. They don't want to invest too much in it. That's the only thing I can think of. But I have to admit, like, they can do better than a 360 or PS3 version. I mean, that's that's insulting. I mean, this is like, you think back to even the Wii U, and we're at least getting, like, Mass Effect 3... And Batman Arkham, was it City or Asylum at that point? Uh, on last gen? On, on Wii U. Uh, they got the... Okay. No, that was Batman Arkham City. Okay. Yeah, so they were just getting yeah. like those that caliber of games. And now EA's like, yeah, we'll throw you the last gen FIFA, I guess. So. Yeah, I, you know, it's one of those things for their, well, you, here comes my corporate term for their portfolio. It probably looks good on paper for Nintendo that they've got sports games coming back you know western uh development third parties but on the other the flip side of the coin like just from a gamer's perspective or being snooty it's kind of like i tell them to keep it you know what i mean like don't put that shit on my console if you're giving me some watered down you know well and it's it's part, it's, 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 it's part of i mean this whole list when you see what's coming it's, it's part of my concern about i'm already worried about third party support for this console you know because if there's anywhere like third parties usually give them best support, it's at launch, right? That that's at the point when possibility is still that a console could do great, and so you want to have something on there. You know, you think about all the Ubisoft games that came for like Wii U and everything, and this list is just like hand me downs. And so I'm already worried about third party support for this thing. I think it's a combination of uh, testing the waters from last gen. People, you know, they may have invested more on Wii U, and it's it's kind of regaining trust. They're, they're trying to, um, and because of how much the, the games cost these days, um, they're just leery on making that investment. Yeah. But I'm with you in that. It's kind of like. Shouldn't you put your best foot forward as well? It's kind of like if you're going to do something, do it all the way. Don't do it half-assed. Yeah. Um, Fire Emblem Warriors, which could be exciting. Which I think has a presentation on the 18th, if memory serves me correctly. Minecraft, which is not at all surprising. Minecraft Story Mode, the complete adventure. Uh, whatever the Sonic 2017 game they're working on is Puyo Puyo Tetris which is very surprising because we didn't think this was coming to the west um, but it's coming west now for both Switch and PS4 so that's very cool wow Raven Legends Ooh. Definitive Edition which oh, is okay okay I mean okay. not a bad game but just like it feels old at this point um, Rhyme, which we found out recently was not going to be PS4 exclusive anymore. It's going to be all platforms. Hmm. And obviously, I know when you saw this, you knew this was my favorite part of the show. Uh, we're getting a new Shin Megami Tensei. Yeah. But uh, did, yep. I, I have no confidence that this is Switch exclusive. So, because Well, I, I mean... It's because... It's, 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 it's a... Like I, I feel like Atlas usually doesn't take gigantic chances, 
and to put a major new streaming on a chapter on a platform that's just coming out that has no user base, you know, and might not by the time this game comes out. Like, I just, I just have this weird feeling it's not going to be only for Switch. I could be wrong, but only thing I have to say there, I'll say two things. One, I, I think that game is way way off oh, i mean yes. they even said they oh yeah i mean that game is that game is minimum two years out oh yeah it's, it's i yeah i don't even know if i would trust 2018 the, <laughs> the the only argument i can say for exclusivity there is is i do kind of see the switches a handheld as well and smt4s were exclusive i kind of see this as the successor to smt4 and those were only on 3ds but supposedly uh 3ds is also getting a new shimmy Tensei game oh get out of here i don't know that it's this or not but I, I i have heard that it is getting a new one as well miss smt expert i haven't seen that anywhere so i don't well wow um and then we're getting siberia 3 which again i saw is that like, was out of nowhere okay um steep which yeah, all right. And then the uh, the hottest new action going on in the fighting game community these days, Ultra Street Fighter Two, the final challengers. <laughs> Just when you thought Capcom couldn't revisit Street Fighter Two anymore and had exhausted all efforts uh, in that series. They prove us wrong yet again. Well, this is, of course, um, was it Udon's? Yeah, uh, so this, I think with the art, key art being done by Vestalgic and then uh, revisiting the HD version we got a handful of years ago on 360 and PS3, this one adding Violent Ken and Evil Ryu. Um, I did like Violent Ken's artwork for the record. But yeah, uh, this is another example where, um, you know, I don't hate it or I don't think it's bad per se. But I also see this as another testing of the waters where Capcom is coming in, but they're using a title, recycling most of the assets, doing some touch-ups. And uh, while I didn't experience this firsthand, people online were saying, and they didn't say they hated it, but I guess a lot of the voices... And even some of the sound effects have been redone for this version for some reason. Yeah, I think I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, and then here's the thing: you would almost think, wouldn't you? Kind of think that that would have been a launch title. Yes, <laughs> definitely, I would think that. Right, because you figure they're playing it safe. It's rehash. You know, it's something Nintendo hasn't had. It gives you like you figure that would probably do pretty well at launch because people would be so hungry. And I don't think that has a date, correct? No, that is right now. Wow. Okay, so we're going to play a game now that we've gone to that list. This is the uh, how much are they going to cost game. So I have six games here. Now, the average, your average main game for Switch is $60. Like your Mario, your Splatoon... Your Zelda, 60 bucks. Okay. So, Anthony, I'm going to list you six games, and I want you to tell me what they're going to cost. Okay. And we're going to start with the game we were just talking about, which is Ultra Street Fighter 2. 
Oh, I'm shocked that there's a price associated with this. So and, 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 I'm and, thinking. And let's be clear. This could be, this could be retail, but not necessarily sixty dollars. It could be a digital download, whatever it is. I want you to tell me what they're going to charge for this, these, each of these games. Well, you know, this game wouldn't be as interesting if it was all too obvious. So I, I'm going to go in with some obvious answers, and I'm expecting to be wrong. But my assumption would be Ultra Street Fighter Two is digital only. Or are they not specifying that? Uh, I, I I have no specifications on that, so you have to just assume what you think is going to be the case. Are you spe- are, okay? Wait, and I don't. It's fun to make it more fun. I'm fine with this, but are you just playing with me and you know what it is? No, I, I do not know. I know, I know the oh, price, okay. but I don't okay, know so what the platform is. I'm thinking Ultra is going to be digital only. My original answer would have been 1999. Okay. Because of this game, I'm going to say. Twenty nine ninety nine. Okay. Uh, you were closer than your original answer. Uh, the answer is forty dollars. Holy wow! Okay. So you're you're uh, you're, you're down. We'll keep count. You're down ten dollars so far. <laughs> Um, the next, this must be the greatest version of Street Fighter of all time. The next option we have Ooh. is Super Bomberman R. Okay, I'm looking forward to this, and I think this is physical. Now, do okay, this might be a... Okay, do but, I but, think but, this so game remember is... Remember that physical, because I told you that 60 hours is the, is the price for like a Zelda or a Mario or Splatoon. That doesn't mean that there is a set price for all physical. Okay, I'm going to be honest. I'm not, I would have said fifty nine ninety nine. Uh, fifty nine ninety nine on this one. I'm not saying that this game is worth every damn penny of that. I'm going sixty bucks. You are correct. It is sixty dollars. Yeah, that one. I that one. Yeah, I'm. Give me a gold star on that one. Okay. Next up is Minecraft. Okay. And and let's 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 look this real quick. This should be. Let's let's, 19... let's let's look at what the comparison is. I want to find out what it is on other platforms. I'll, I'll, I'll at least give you this much of a hint. I mean, not not much of a hint. I'm mean, like just just we'll give you a little bit of a. Come on, where's the actually just a video game? Minecraft Xbox. So it is okay. So uh, Xbox 360 is twenty dollars. PS4 is twenty. Xbox One is 20, Wii U is 30, PS3 is 20. So that gives you a range of like what the costs are for this game. I would have said 1999, and for this game and being familiar with the Wii U pricing and whatnot, there's no reason that this shouldn't be 29.99. You are halfway there because it is $60. <laughs> Because the Switch version is twice as good. I mean, according to what I found, it is it is supposedly sixty dollars. We'll see if that changes. That is the <laughs> the the price so far that has been listed for it. Um, next up is everybody's favorite that we talked about, one two switch. This is the game where this is the quick draw. This is like yeah, the one where they're the, where the westerners. You're only looking at the screen in terms of like what your score is or. Things like that. Most of it is you are you and another player are waving the Joy Cons around and doing stuff, and that's that's what the quote unquote game is. 
this is one of those things that should be the twenty to thirty dollar range. And this is the game. Um, I, this game I said should be the pack-in for the system because it is like a Wii Sports game where it shows off what the hardware does and things like that. Thirty nine ninety nine. Uh you were close. It is actually fifty dollars. So you were ten dollars off again. <laughs> uh, next to last, we have Puyo Puyo Tetris. Uh, you know what? So let me tell you how pathetic and embarrassing this is. You're mentioning Puyo Puyo Tetris, and I'm like, wow, I own that damn game. I I seriously do. for for what? <laughs> I have the import on Xbox One. Oh yeah, see, I got the import for. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, I I would doubt that. You know, it is Nintendo. We could see a physical release. I I I think this is uh, physical, but I'm not certain. Thirty nine ninety nine, but I, I I have a feeling it's going to be full blown. You are correct. It is forty dollars. Oh, oh well. So you were right in the nose on that one. And okay. last but not least, uh, one of the games that should have been at launch, ARMS. Um, okay, so here's the deal. From the look of it, like when seeing it in the presentation and how it kind of showcases the motion aspect of the Joy-Cons. Or, and you know, and yet at the same time, seeming like that's kind of the gimmick. Um. You know, you would think it shouldn't be a full-blown, full-price game, but, you know, you're really throwing me off in a sense that it's not launch, which stunned me, because I could have sworn it was. I do agree with you that it should be a pack-in totally with you there, and it would actually have been a little bit of a fun pack-in, kind of like it's Wii Sports. Uh, then uh, you know the the theme tonight is that is Nintendo's greed, so mm-hmm. I, I got to go fifty nine ninety nine, and you were correct. It is sixty dollars, <laughs> but it's not, Anthony. Actually, I should fix this. It's not sixty dollars because, in order to play this game, you have to have a second set of Joy Cons, which adds eighty dollars. Wow! If you play Arms, so um, the game is actually one hundred forty dollars. Wow! Because you have to have each player has two two Joy Cons that they use. See, and I need to uh, my my social networking ADD has really ruined me. I have the attention span of a gnat, and I need to really pay closer attention to these things because when I was watching the presentation, you want to know what I was thinking. Now, what you say makes sense because when you're drawing from both holster or whatever, you know. I thought one of the gimmicks with this was okay. You get the game, and then with the the way the Joy Cons are, you give no, your no, no, friend. No, no, no. You're you're thinking of one two switch. Holy crap! This is this is the <laughs> this is that boxing game with the with the stretchy arms. Yeah. Yes. Oh that oh yes because I made the virtual on comment. Yes. Holy shit. Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. If you're playing someone else, yeah, that does make sense. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot of cheese. Yes, it is. That is a lot of cheese. So I had a few other things. Um, 
I, I made a list of the problems with this with this platform that I have. Uh, and okay. so I'm going to run over them. Now, one of the first things is they talked about, this is what they said. Our new dedicated smart device app will connect to Nintendo Switch and let you invite friends to play online, set play appointments, and chat with friends during online matches in compatible games, all from your smart device. That's what they said, right? You heard that during the presentation, that kind of yeah. statement being made? Yeah. So the thought was, oh, okay, you can use a smartphone or whatever, a tablet or whatever, to also do those things. Well, it's come out, and we don't have confirmation for everything, but at least the voice chat part, that only works through the app. You cannot do voice chat on the Switch. So you need to have a phone or a tablet or something sitting next to you, and I guess your headphones plugged into it, in order to chat with other players in the game. Wow. I keep saying that tonight. How is that I don't real? know. How, how is, how, seriously, how is that real? But it's possible the other stuff could be the same way. So you like your your uh, your you know sending in invites and appointments and stuff that might all be through the app. What? So think about I know think, think about the fact. Okay, think about if you're if you're and I know this is like a not everyone's gonna be in the situation, but you're playing this, which is a handheld. You want to play like Mario Kart, right? And you want to like chat with your friends while you play Mario Kart. So you have to have your handheld, but then you also have to have your phone sitting there and like going back and forth between the two to get your invites sent out and then you're joining the lobby and then set up chat and everything. And so you have to have like these two handheld devices in order just to do those simple things with the Switch. You know, I would. The only excuse I would give Nintendo is if they've been a lot friendlier with their pricing on this, and there was no charge for their online aspect. If they were cutting us some breaks, the only thing I can say for the most part is pretty much everyone has a smartphone or smart device nearby at all times. But do children? I, I, yeah, I knew that was coming too. Do children? If I'm being smarty again, yeah, most do. But you're right for a cons for a console handheld hybrid. That is a new endeavor where they're trying to right the wrongs of their past. I have to agree. I don't know how. And 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 let me ask you, the fact that all this is going through an app, does that make you more or less um, trusting in their online service that you're now paying for? You're right. Yeah, because that's like a big thing that's like now chopped out. That's they're not even. That's like indirect now. It's not even really related to them. So to speak. I know they're working with DNA. So the question is, is like, is DNA handling all this stuff? And if they are, that means Nintendo really can't get online working. You know, like they're not the ones making the online work, and the company is. I don't know, uh, mm. but through that, so we also got a video showing off the parental controls. <clears throat> where you can do like you can set a timer for the for the console and say like you know oh um you got to play for like two hours a day and if you go over that two hours then it'll give you an alarm and you can actually see like on your smartphone like oh you've been playing mario kart for two and a half hours wow and you can then actually like shut the game down from your smartphone 
It's like if your kid's like, if you tell your kid you got two hours a day to play, and your kid's playing for two and a half, and you're like, I told them, and I gave them an alarm, so now they actually mm-hmm. shut the game down, and you're like instantly mm-hmm. going to sleep mode. Like it'll pop up like a little screen, you know. Um, but the thing is, is all this parental control stuff works for the system, not for the user. So if your kid plays the console for more than their allotted time a day and you shut the system off, then theoretically, if you went home and turned the console on to play, it would be telling you that like the time turned out that for that day. And I'm, I'm certain there's like a, a thing you can like a code you can put in, you know, whatever. But let's say like let's say like that your your wife gets on and she plays, you know, whatever. And she plays for like a half an hour. And your kid is allowed an hour of gaming a day. Well, when your kid comes home, the the all the Switch knows is like a, that a half hour was played. So it'll think it has a half an hour left to play. So if your kid plays their, their hour that they're allowed to have, and you see it on your phone, it's going to look like an hour and a half was played. So you're going to think your kid played more than they were supposed to. What the hell? It's just, it's weird that like they're making this like very fine-tuned options, but that it's for the entire console at once. Hmm. Um, where did you, if you don't mind me asking, where did you dig up this info? Was this like an impress type sheet or where did you find this? Well, this was an actual video that they released. Okay. So the print is this the, oh, this is the one with Bowser, yeah. the cutesy one? Yeah. I didn't watch it, but I saw some of the art. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's been announced that there is no Street Pass and no s- and no Meavers. Yeah, I saw the headline of that. The only reason that surprised me was because of the handheld aspect, right? I mean, yeah. were you thinking the same thing? Like, wouldn't you just think that was like a immediate carryover? Like, yeah. And I mean, like, like Meavers, like I didn't use it much. I used to live on the 3DS, but it was actually like a really cool aspect. Mm-hmm. Like a really, really good like community builder. So I'm really shocked that they're just killing it. Stupid question. Do you think they just may have something else to call it something else for Switch or some of these things that we're perceiving as to be missing or gone, but just no. being re Wow, that no, was quick. I don't. You don't th- as of now I don't. <laughs> I mean, because if you think about it, like remember when the DS came out and it had Picto Chat? And that was like yes. a big deal. At least in my circles it was because you would go like conventions and stuff and like everybody had Picto Chat. You know, this really neat thing and you're like, oh, when we get the 3DS, it's going to have like online Picto Chat and all this kind of stuff. And the 3DS came and there was just nothing. And then hmm. we got like Swap Note, right? Yeah. Like, Swap Note I, was yep. this awesome community building thing and then all of a sudden like one guy sends his like a dick picture to some kid and then they turn that whole thing off and then there's like no solution. I mean, like, just when just came out, I think, recently. I Yeah, which I think I told you to um, download. I think it was Swap Doodle, which is essentially almost identical, but it took forever for yeah. that to come out. And, it let, yeah, I mean, there was so much lost time. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't feel like – I remember, like, on the, the Wii, they had all the channels going on, and that was really exciting. And then the Wii U came, and they all gone. So I don't feel like Nintendo's – often you know feeling like they have to like carry things over so i just don't know that they're going to exist um mm. battery life is between 2.5 to 6.5 hours 
but it will take three hours to recharge the battery. So depending on what game you're playing, it could actually take more time to recharge it than you'll get playing it. Oh boy. Uh, with the online, and, and this is one of the biggest problems I have. Not the, not the biggest, but it's a, just another one of those on the oh my god Nintendo kind of things. Uh, if you do subscribe to Nintendo's online service, now the wording is confusing, but it seems like you're going to be getting one NES or SNES ROM, ROM, virtual console game, aka ROM. A month. And I don't know that you get to choose it. I thought at first you could choose it, but I'm thinking more you don't, and like Nintendo will pick for you. Kind of like how you have the PS Plus free games and Xbox games with gold. You get one game a month, and one of the cool parts is that these Super Nintendo games, they're actually going to be adding online to them. Which that's actually legitimately neat. Yeah, that's that's some effort being put in I don't there. know if it's Nintendo as well, again, because the wording was weird. So it might be both NES and Super NES, but at least the Super NES is getting online added to them. Um, so you're getting one free game a month, but the catch, and this has been confirmed, is that the free game you get, you'll only get to keep for a month. And once that month is over, you stop having the ability to play the game. Can I ask a question that's not going to make this any more positive, but it's I, I want to ask. Sure. Does one have the ability to buy the game so yes. you have it for I mean, I mean, but I, I, so this essentially is their weak is their weak version of PS plus freebie games, except you only get it a month. You don't even have it for the duration of one subscription. You can buy it, but it's like it's so like minimal. I mean, I'm assuming you're going to be able to buy it. Like, if they're not selling virtual console games, I'll be... Right, so what I was... Because what I... Yeah. Hmm. But yes, it is It is literally like, you know, okay, here's your August PlayStation Plus games. You have them for August, and they're gone. But it's one game. It's virtual console only. So, in the interest of fairness, um, there's a series of tweets from... Frank Cifaldi, he's he's a guy who's been in the industry. He's a kind of gaming historian. He's one of the main guys who spearheaded the recent uh, Mega Man collection that okay. came out. Okay. So he has a different take on this, and I wanted to at least read his take. He says, The Switch's one emulated game a month subscription is really smart. Having your audience all focus on one game gives it tremendous value. I still think the biggest reason the pay-for-a-ROM model doesn't work is because old games are disposable. Forced focus on a game is neat. If it's just the one game a month and a larger community is playing together and sharing, that game is going to be played way more. And instead of having this niche shop for old people, young players are going to be discovering this content, making memes, etc. Understand, I am coming at this from the perspective that I believe the industry is devaluing its content and is racing to the bottom. Yeah, Sony's throwing you tons of games for free, and that's a great value for the player, but I think it's slowly killing the industry. Nintendo is a company that has the old games people actually want, and the drip feed is going to ensure that they stay relevant to people. 
Plus, focusing on just one a month justifies extra content. I don't expect this, but they can start treating each game with DVD-like extras. I've said this before, but adding value to old games is the only way to make them valuable again. Valuable is good for keeping them alive. Keeping alive is good for Nintendo because it keeps their IPs valuable, which is good for fans because it could mean new games. Selling Earthbound for a few bucks isn't going to grow its audience enough to convince them to revisit Mother 3, but this community approach could. Selling, Metroid, I'm sorry, selling Super Metroid again isn't going to do much for the franchise, but if a giant subset of people discover and love it on the service, um, if you want to just have all the ROMs ever playable on your TV for cheap, that's a Raspberry Pi and a couple of torrents away. Mass ROM piracy with good emulation on TV is only going to get easier and cheaper. People who wouldn't touch it on a PC are doing it already. Nintendo giving out its legacy content for cheap instead of reinforcing their value when people get a, can get a better service for free is suicide. I've had a full set of ROMs since literally the 90s, but this is the first time I've seen a model that makes me want to pay somebody for them. Hmm. Anyway, my actual dream project has always been a focused Game of the Month club with a big audience, so I've thought about the slots. The business <clears> model falls apart if you don't have a large audience to do it on day one. I think Nintendo is uh, uniquely positioned to pull it off. Getting the service going and get the service going, and you can make wars with old IPs suddenly valuable. Imagine Princess Tomato and the Salad Kingdom on this. Yeah, it's a weird, dumb old game. That's what makes it awesome. Throw it on here and it's trending on Twitter, front page, Twitch, etc. That's what he had to say. I, I think there's a lot of value in what he said, and I think he's a very smart guy when it comes to this stuff. Um, in my case, I disagree with him in some in some ways. I agree with him in some ways, I disagree other ways. And I think part of the problem I have is at this point. So when the Wii came out, and they're like, "We're going to sell you these ROMs," I mean, they didn't say that directly. That's kind of what they were saying. Sure. It was very exciting because nobody had really done that before. I mean, we had had okay. There's a PS1 game, now you can buy the PS3, you know, that's, 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 that's something. But, like, getting, like, those old, like, NES and Super NES and, you know, N64 and then Master System and Turbo Graphics and all in one place, that was so exciting. And, yeah, you were, play, you were paying money for things you could download for free on the internet, but you didn't care because you were supporting them, you were supporting the efforts being put into them. And you were supporting having a legal way to have all these games in one place. But the problem has been since then is that Nintendo has been then reselling us those same games over and over and over again. And so I think it's actually Nintendo that's devalued them in a way by making us have to pay for them every single time on every single platform. You know, there's only so many times I can buy Mega Man 2 before I just <laughs> stop buying it. Right. You know, and so I, I think Nintendo has been really bad about that. Whereas like the Sony side, they were, they were good about, okay, you bought this PS1 game on your PS3. Well, now it works on your PSP. Well, now it works on your Vita. You know, they've gotten kind of away from that with PS4, but they were really good about, you know, give us money for a game you might already own, but you're going to buy again digitally and you'll get value out of it in other places as well. Um, 
so I kind of see what he says, you know, but it's just like, and the other problem, the problem with this is I don't trust Nintendo on that one game a month, <laughs> you know, because what if it is Urban Champion? And you might be like, that's a dumb choice they would make, but they chose Urban Champion for one of the games they made into 3D classics on the 3 Yep. Yep. They actually did that. So don't <laughs> tell me they won't do it again. So to so my pea brain understands. So just to make sure I have the gist of what he said, he's ultimately saying by putting the focal point on one title a month, you're not oversaturating or overwhelming your audience, and everyone can be focused in on that one title and giving it the proper attention. And and you're making you're making it, it feel special, basically. Yeah, that's and I'm trying to think, and I can't remember right now. There's something we discussed in the past, and I can't remember what the analogy was. But you were saying, I don't know if we were talking about the amount of games we own. I don't think it was, but there was something where you were like, "Yeah, but by doing that, you said something similar." But it wasn't for this particular type of concept. So I I get that. Like when you're not overwhelmed, or you don't have a million of something to to choose from. When you narrow it down, you can maintain your focus. But I mean, it does make sense on paper. Well, I, but, I think I think too. It's like the same re- reason as, um, you know, if you have an NES game on cartridge, why it's more special than having like the entire library's ROMs. Sure. It's because when you have that cartridge, it feels more important, and you put it in, and you actually focus on it, and things like that. Whereas, right. I mean, I, I've I've been in this spot where you you download, you're like, I'm gonna play NES <laughs> on this thing, and you download yeah. all these ROMs, yeah. and you put them all on. <clears throat> And you end up spending like a minute or two on each game and, you, and you're just like, don't touch them again, you know. Whereas right. if I buy the, you know, the retro USB APS, I go out and buy a cartridge, I have a lot more reason to kind of focus on it and care about it. So I kind of see that part of it. But it's just, there's the other side of, of it being Nintendo and I just think of what they've done to me at this point in terms of like the virtual console stuff. Right. And I just don't, I don't trust them at this point. And so I don't, I don't want them to like drip. Like I don't, if, if we get more just drip feeding of like, you know, we're starting over from scratch again on the switch for virtual console. And here's your four games a month, you know? And it's like, okay, we that should... game I've been waiting for, it's going to take like eight years to get to it. By this point, and this goes against what this gentleman said. We should by now either have access to what we've bought digitally and or we should be at the iTunes <coughs> point where just everything that they can they have the rights to or legally have or whatever develop or companies are signed on and it's just all up on the store. Yeah. Because you have yeah, to you have to become I mean, we've argued this about uh, about S and K, right? It's like you have to be consistent, you have to have a game plan, you have to follow through with things. If you're starting over again and again and again, and you're giving us the same batch of games at first, and then you're making us wait for other stuff, it just gets so old so quickly. Hmm. Like that's that's why that's why the Wii was exciting because it had for a while like so many releases. You know, if we're getting like right. four games a week, then you can get a pretty decent library. You know, in, in about a year or two. Right. Now let me uh, let me see what what else do you have on your list there? That was like the majority of it. Just otherwise, you know, the pricing of accessories, the paying for online, splitting the user base, um, 
and this isn't really a negative, but you know, they were saying that Zelda is 720p on the handheld and 900p on the console when it stopped. Right. right. Like the fact that it can't get 1080 kind of worries me. I, you know, I thought of that as well. I didn't make I I didn't really make note of it because you know I thought of Xbox One and you know we're getting down to that game. But I I, I get what you're saying. It's it's a valid point. You know, for um the resolution snobs or whatever you want to call them. But I get it. Right right out the bat, you're not getting a full 1080 on this generation of console for that title. But and just fact like I it's I mean this 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 you know consoles coming. In the middle of a generation, right? In the, sure. When sure when a competitor has just released a console that quote unquote <laughs> does 4K, <laughs> uh, and your and bad. your other competitor <laughs> less than a year later is going to have a 4K console. Yeah. <clears throat> um, now before I'll before I wrap up whatever I've got here on uh, the Switch, uh, there are two things uh, I wanted to do. I wanted to plug ourselves. Uh, don't forget, as always, fans, check out radio.morningproject.com. You're probably there already, unless you've got us on an iTunes subscription. Once again, we want to thank you. Uh, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes if you haven't done so already. Search for Morning Radio. You can still find me on Twitter at 24BitAJE. That's with the number 2, the number 4, B-I-T-A-J-E. Find my one and only co-host, Molly, on Twitter at M-O-L-L-I-P-E-N. Check out the official Twitter of EGM. That's at EGM now. E-G-M-N-O-W. Check out the latest reviews. I don't know if I can say this. Your Gravity Rush 2 went up yet? Yep. Yep. Up. So check that one out, Gravity Rush 2. Uh, another fine exclusive PS4 title hitting on Friday the 20th. Great game. Uh, I mean, I, I was. it's funny because I had two very Japanese-y PS4 game reviews in the same week. I had the day before uh, Hatsune Miku Project Diva Future Tone, which is the best game in the series by far. And then I had Kevin Rush <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at that name. Wow. Yes. Um, check out the official feed of Morning Radio at M-O-R-N-R-A-D-I-O. And... Uh, I think that's it on the front of plugs. Leave us a review. Uh, We'd love five-star reviews. And I want to give a special um, kind of a shout-out here. I don't know if she still listens to the show. I'm assuming she does. But long-time listener of the Double Plus Good Games podcast, uh, listener of Generic Video Game Podcast, long-time fan, Mad Tiger. Uh, and the reason she's getting a special shout out this evening, uh, she is quite the Sony fan and has done so many things in the past from writing us emails to making customized shirts back in the double plus good games days. But um, without getting too much into her personal business, some of this is out in the open on her Twitter, but she had a really crazy health scare mm. uh, this past December. And I'll, I'll tell you a little bit more off the air. I don't want to divulge and. Um, you know her personal stuff on air, but I, I will tell you, it's it is deserving of a shout out, and I'm glad that she's still here with us, and I hope she's still enjoying our episodes. And here's to a speedy recovery. So um, I wanted to make mention of that before I forget. And uh, rounding out our switch news, um, we've covered everything from Arms to Splatoon to Pay to Play. 
we mentioned uh, Shin Megami Tensei. Uh, Nagoshi-san of Sega and the Yakuza series made an appearance on stage. Yeah, the problem with that part, though, is like, it's, it's hey, uh, the Switch is neat. Maybe right. I'm going to make a game for it. Bye. That's kind of like how that kind of section was for a few people. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree on that. Uh, I thought they'd show a little bit of something or he'd at least say something of note, but it was that was very brief. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I hate that art style. Oh my god, I hate it so much. Yeah, I noticed a drastic change in that too, like on the main on the characters. Um, I kind of noticed that too. Because the, the first end of Blade Chronicles was like that kind of more like Final Fantasy twelve look. Yes, yes, and I loved that. So I, yep, I, I it's just I, it's so like anime now. Yeah, I do too. It had a little bit more of a, would you say like a modern day tales of look? Yes, kind of. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, we already talked about Fire Emblem. Watch out for the presentation of that on the 18th. Dragon Quest X, Dragon Quest XI, and Dragon Quest Heroes 1 and 2 uh, coming to the Switch. Uh, Square also showed off what seemed to be a unique new property um, with a name that just rolls off the tongue. Project Octopath Traveler. I think this uh, looks which, really cool. It does. It really does. Then the... Um, they must it's, have it's like, the. It's like retro, but 3D in a weird way. Yeah, uh, and as for the naming of the title, they must have the Kingdom Hearts team on board for that. And what else we got here? Just about, and then the last, yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> in what should be my my favorite part of the presentation, Suda Fifty One coming out on stage uh, and expressing that there's another title coming with Travis touchdown, but he didn't say no more heroes. And yeah. it seems like, seems like it'll be something with Travis touchdown and exploiting more of his passion for pro wrestling. I'm assuming in his combat. Yeah. It, it um, was like, it was very much like, well, the translator was having a little bit of a problem at, at this, at this part of the show. Um, so it wasn't completely clear and I wasn't paying attention to see this Japanese, but it did sound like something a little more like wrestling focused. Yeah. So, uh, I'll be very interested in that. Something I didn't expect. You know, it could be really cool if it was like if it was kind of like no more heroes, but the packs were all more like wrestling game based. That's honestly that's kind of that what could I'm, actually be really neat. That's kind of what I'm thinking actually. And then, as we all know, kind of starting out the show, yet what ended the Switch presentation was the quote surprise of Zelda Breath of the Wild launching on March third. I um. I don't know if I can play that game in English, though. Oh wow! I I I listen to both voices, and I think <laughs> oh, Japanese ones are way better. Uh, oh, okay, I didn't. So I I wonder like how much. Well, there's probably gonna be a lot of text in the game, which sucks. Like I would love it if the Japanese version had like English text, or if the the American version had like the Japanese voices as an option. I'll tell you what I'm kind of curious about. Actually, bringing this back really fast to Skyrim. How big of a game do you think Skyrim is? Uh, on on Like on quote disc. You think that's north of 20 gigs? I, w- I would think so. I You know what I'm interested in? I'm interested to know how large are those 3DS-esque 
cards or is it just kind of like what we think like they could be using a 64 gig one when necessary or 128 do you think it's as simple as that i don't know that i know that the base memory in the switch is 32 gig right which is which is peanuts and i know that i think zelda is 13 gig maybe so that's got to be all in the card, you figure. Because I, the one thing I will give Nintendo credit for, even though their hard drive storage space is abominable, with the Wii U, you as long as you own the game on disc, you really you never had to worry about your hard drive getting eaten up. Yeah, and especially with cartridges, that's definitely not a concern. Yeah, yeah so that's actually kind of very interesting to me. So that's that's kind of cool uh, to get that type of power or memory on on that. But um, and then I think they said that like um, the two hundred and fifty six gigabytes is the biggest that's right. uh, SD card confirmed to work in the system. Maybe so. that's right. Wow, that's right. Well, well, with that, I think that's going to conclude episode twenty three of the Generic Video Game Wait, Podcast. No, it's not. Oh, special, special breaking breaking news. Not breaking, breaking news. news. No, no. But before we go, there's one thing, last thing I had to do. Uh, Are you firing me? No. Please don't. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, it, it, it might be concerning your uh, your porn habits at work, though. At at your the uh, generic video game <laughs> offices, uh, because Pornhub had their 2016 year review. Oh wow! Yes. So have you seen this at all? Well, I I have, but not <laughs> I have because it showed up on my feed. I won't say whose feed it came from. So um, they ranked the five main consoles: uh, PS4, Xbox One. Thanks. I'm sorry, PlayStation and Xbox. It's not just PS4, Xbox One. It's probably PS4, PS3, Xbox One, Xbox 360, uh, mm. and then the Nintendo Wii, which I'm assuming includes Wii and Wii U. 3DS and the Vita, okay. uh, and their their porn habits as far as Pornhub goes, and the winner by far at fifty three percent of okay, all can I guess? visitors. Yes. Uh, okay, so of which console they're coming from? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Xbox. No. <laughs> no, the top was PlayStation. Oh, you know what? I bet you it's because Xbox users know better to just use their PC or phone. So well, that's probably well that's now they were second with 34%. Uh, the Wii U was third at 7%. The 3DS was fourth at 5%. What? The 5% of the people going to Pornhub were doing it on the, on the 3DS. Um, and fifth at a measly 1% because we are all pure was the PlayStation Vita. So they have traffic shares from, from 2015 to 2016. The PlayStation people went up by 13%. Xbox down 10%. The Wii down 24%. 3DS is actually up 8%. And the Vita was down 38%. So Vita not doing well. Um... One of the most interesting things in this list is they went through the most searched for terms. So you have a lot of your typical porn terms, uh, like first place one lesbian, then stepmom, milf, 
teen, stepsister, mom, cartoon, hentai, things like that. But not far on the list is Overwatch. So Overwatch was the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 11th most searched term in 2016 for Pornhub. I don't like I don't know how to answer like I don't know what to say about that. I, like okay, is it's all of us stupid uh, uh, Overwatch shippers that are okay? So I'm trying to figure. So if we're taking this ridiculous conversation seriously, <laughs> is it one of those things where it's now become like cool or a meme type thing where people on the inside know to skew these stats? They'll do those searches to fudge the numbers a bit to no, get their jollies. I think it's because there's actually um, a lot of I forgot the exact term. It's like SFM or something like that, where you take like the character models from the game and then you actually make like porn videos using them. Um, wow, there's a lot of those out there for Overwatch. So that. Uh, might be where it's being skewed from is that like people are looking for those specific videos and for mm. some reason going to Pornhub for it I, I there's more I want to say on this topic but I don't know um, it, it, it would probably be weird for the generic video game <laughs> podcast I yeah I don't know how to so uh, last but not least um, yeah have also revealed their most popular video game character searches. <laughs> so these are the 13 characters that were most popular when it came to searching for porn on Pornhub. Okay. So I want you to take, uh, give me like five guesses. Well, take, I'm take assuming there's something on the list. So you're, you're assuming what? Uh, they're coming from Overwatch, at least a couple of them. We have to guess like have to guess actual characters. I'm not gonna let you just do that. Well, okay, so um But this is, this um, is all this is all video gaming, so it's not just Overwatch. Sure, sure. I the only reason I mentioned Overwatch first was because of um of where it ranked in the overall I mean I could go right. with the stereotype at first. I'll get it out of the way. This is so Lara Croft. At uh almost two point five Million searches, Laura Croft is number one. Wow, it fits that stereotype like <laughs> to the T. Yep. Wow. Wow. Um, that is such like a. <laughs> okay, uh, and what I'm doing right now is I'm buying a little time because I'm so guilty. I'm looking for some of the names. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Um, come on. Okay, here we go. So, uh, I don't think this is going to be the top searched uh, Overwatch character, but I'm go the reason I'm going to go with this is because we're going to see if this fits like the stereotype or someone who doesn't get past the cover of a box. Okay. Tra Tracer. At 2.4 million searches, <laughs> Tracer is number two. Wow, you know what this is like? This is that fam we're playing Family Feud right now. This is where we're looking at the board. Yeah. And I'm looking for like the top uh how many we got here? So I got 13. two out of how many, sir? Whoa, wow. 
who else we got? Yeah, yeah, you've, you've hit number one and number two in order. <laughs> now, if you can hit number three, that'd be very impressive. Yeah, and I'm looking for her name because, um, well, okay. Oh, is this it? I think this is. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. This And after this, I'll probably stop potentially on the Overwatch characters for a while. Here we go. You ready? Yep. Uh, May. Shockingly, May was not on the list. Whoa. I guess people people don't like the uh, chubby girls. Well, I thought I you know I thought it was going to be on there particularly for that. No, you know I, I, mean? I I was very shocked she was not on here. Um. So this is really stereotypical. Okay, I don't want to use the word. I don't like want to offend anyone, but like I, I don't know if this would be considered twisted. Um, on that top thirteen, does Princess Peach make it on there? Um, Peach is not on here. Okay, so now I got to re- now I got to get my thinking cap on. Who else do we have that stereotypes? Oh, I'm thinking too hard. Chun Li. Chun Li not on here. Get out of here. Yeah. My. Not on here. What? Okay, so this is my. Mm, can I ask for kind of a hint or any dead or alive? <laughs> this could round out the remaining eleven. I, I will tell you that there are some. Uh... So RPGs are covered, fighting games are covered, shooters are covered, adventure games are covered. Those are like the four big genres that are on here. <laughs> there was one I had and I just lost it. Um, RPG, uh, you know, uh, Lightning. Uh, no, not on here. Nobody's I looking for lightning too- porn. Come well- on. <laughs> That's just sick. <laughs> it's to be like a weirdo. Uh, I, you know what? If, if you're looking for lightning porn, I am kink shaming you, okay? I, for anybody out there. I'm sorry, who'd you say? Uh, Tifa. I, it, it's modern generation, so I don't at, think it's going to be on at there. At 235,000 searches. Get the hell out of here. Tifa Lockhart is number 13. Last one. Okay, if, get the hell out of here. Okay, so if uh, I've got two strikes against me so far, so I got Tifa. If Tifa's on there, you got to go with the other one. It's got to be a shoe in. Uh, Eris. Not on the list. Wow. Wow. Um. <laughs> okay, so we got, give me uh, give me a couple of them in the middle. You got to help me out. Give me a couple names here to throw me some bones here. Um, okay, so here's, I'll, what I'll do is I'll tell you the other Overwatch characters that are on here. Yeah. Because there's, yeah. there's actually a lot. Uh, wow. So, Did, um, so, so number four yeah. at 1. 1.5 million is D.Va. She's the uh, Korean oh. gamer girl in the mech. Oh, wow. Uh, number six <laughs> is my Overwatch Alter Ego. At 1.2 million, we have Mercy, the, the oh, yeah, Swiss, sh- yeah, yeah. Swiss doctor. Um, at number seven, right after her, at nine hundred ninety-two thousand searches, is Widowmaker. She's the blue-skinned sniper. Yeah, I usually yeah. Okay, the sniper. And finally, at number nine, uh, at four hundred seventy-four thousand searches, is Overwatch's latest addition, Sombra. Let me take a look here. I'm looking at the. She's the um, 
I'm looking on, for the record, I'm looking on Wikipedia, not Pornhub. Yeah, a Hispanic uh, hacker. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. She, 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 she like has, like, the, the, Laura, mm-hmm. the Laura hairdo. Yeah. Hmm. What else we got on that list? Okay, so I'll tell you the list. <clears throat> uh, number 12, coming in at 322,000 searches, uh, Mortal Kombat's Katana. <laughs> number 11. Now, now this... This doesn't surprise me if I'm searching. It surprises me for everybody else who's searching. Uh, coming in above her at 11 on the list at 451,000 searches is Mortal Kombat's Melina. <laughs> well, uh, I got to play the Mortal Kombat game. Maybe maybe I'm too old school. I, I'm of a generation gone by. Whatever happened to the 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 blonde, the playboy playmate? Uh, Sonya. Oh, Sonya? No, no, no. Sonya's not on there? No. Um, so so we had number 10 already which is Sombra Uh, I don't know what to say about this but at at number um, 9 on the list Uh, Felicia no no in a weird way you're close at uh, 594,000 searches uh, Pokemon's Pikachu what I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and I guess appropriate at number eight with 759,000 searches is, Mewtwo? is Pokemon's Ash. Wow. <laughs> at number seven, we had Widowmaker. Number six, we had Mercy. Number five, at 1.4 million searches was Pokemon's Misty. You, what in the world? And finally, number three, and sorry, uh, then four was Diva. And number three, at 1.8 million searches, is Zelda. Wow. Zelda. Really? Number two, Tracer. Number one, Lara Croft. Hmm. Wow. What I was, do you think? I was a little um, surprised. What do you think, uh... What do you think the hope, the chances and hope is for the future, this upcoming generation in terms of uh, dating and relationships? <laughs> what do you think about that? I, and I'm not sitting here. I'm not sitting here like some Romeo. Let me tell you something. I mean, I don't have to tell you. You know what it's like growing up, like when gaming was a bit more underground and it's nerdy and there's a stereotype associated with it. You know, we've been playing a long time, over 30 years, literally. And it's amazing. Like, I love, like, I'm still not used to, um, I I don't want want this to be taken badly, but I don't know how else to put it. It still gets me by surprise when I see so many girls playing games. And and it's not because I don't want them to play. It's like, it's just because you, you know, like the eighties, the nineties, like, it was it was awesome to find someone into games, let alone someone you know uh, that's female. But it's so mainstream now and stuff. But like now we're getting into like wow, like searching for you know characters that aren't you know that don't exist or aren't real. And I guess the argument could be made like if I'm being fair, you know, back in the day. Like, you know, there's anime, hentai, you know, there's not much difference, I guess, there, but it's, it's right. just amazing. Like, wow. Well, I guess my, like my big, my big surprise is, um, 
like Tifa's an interesting choice. Like that definitely has to be skewing more like the older kind of yeah, people. Yeah, absolutely, um, absolutely. Melina over Katana is very interesting <laughs> to me because I wouldn't think of Melina being somebody a lot of people would be searching for. Uh, Ash makes zero sense to me because I feel like, okay, if you're a woman searching, you're not going to be looking for Ash. Like, he's not the kind of character you would search for. Uh, if you're a gay man, I don't think you'd be searching for Ash because he's not the kind of character you're searching for. So yeah. I, I don't know, like, who is the target market of looking. <laughs> I don't know who these 759,000 searches are. Maybe it's just, like, one person who really loves Ash and looked that many times. Um, but, like, I don't know who's looking for Ash. And then, you know, Pikachu, I can't explain at all. Because even if you're into the furry thing, I don't right. think Pikachu really fits into that. So I don't know. Unless, unless now, here's where I would say, okay, maybe what it is, is I think there was, like, a really weird, um, like, Pokemon porn that came out. <laughs> and I've got a picture. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish this. I'm gonna, I'm oh, gonna, okay. It, it's not, it's not, there's no porn in the picture, but I, I think this might be from porn and I want okay. Anthony to actually like look at this while we're talking still. I'm looking. So I, I sent you the link. Oh, what? No. Okay. Hold on. So it could just be the case of people really wanting to see this because they're curious <laughs> about it. Is that supposed to be uh Pikachu on the left? Yes. Yes. That looks like a demonic alien. So wow. What it could be is somebody saw that. Right, and they're, and they're like, I want to really want to see this really weird Pokemon porn, and then they just like search for Ash or Pikachu because of that. <laughs> because if you search for like Misty, that might be like other stuff as well, you know. But that's where I think that could be the explanation. Let me ask you this real quick: when when word of this gets back around on the internet to the creators or the people behind these games, do you think they sit at their desk and kind of get a kick out of it, or they laugh about it, or what? I think they have to take like a uh, because it's interesting because I know I think Blizzard's taken some steps to get some of the Overwatch porn off the internet, right? But at a certain point, let me let's be let's be fair. Like this kind of stuff, it does like it means that your community is is um, thriving, you know, and your characters are right and things like that. Yeah, and it does kind of help build those communities bigger. So like, I don't right. know how much you want to fight it. You know, it's, right. it's a really weird, but this position to be in, I think. Amazing. So you still, uh, as we wrap up here at GVGP 23 real quick, uh, you still enjoying overwatch still been getting some time in on that. I, I do, but I kind of like just didn't have time for the, the holiday event. So I haven't played it as much lately. I've been right. playing a little more um, Titanfall 2, and then uh, the Division just got this this new survival mode that I really, really like. Mm. And so I've been playing survival mode for the most part, so I, I need to get back to Overwatch before Season 3 is over. Okay. So... Well, cool. Well, that's uh, wrapping up uh, GVGP23, the Switch edition. I want to thank Molly for taking the time once again, as always, uh, throughout her busy schedule to record another episode. I want to thank the fans for listening. And uh, next time you hear us, most likely uh, be sometime in February. There are some pretty big releases hitting next month. And then we will be definitely back uh, after that to record again in March. 
uh, as the Switch will finally hit. So uh, I did get in on the pre-order this morning. And fingers crossed everything comes to fruition smoothly. And um, Molly and I, I'm sure Molly will be getting it at her office. And we'll be back with a full report on that at launch. So until next time, uh, enjoy the new year. And we'll catch you soon. It was a 36